Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today we have a lovely couple with us from the wonderful town of Watuga, Texas, and they are going to share how their dreams came true. I have Chef Franson and his wife Paula here, and they are the founders of Chef Point Cafe. Thank you. It's great Thank to you. have both of you here, and I was really interested in talking with you and finding out the story behind the story after uh, my daughter actually took us to Chef Point, which is in a gas station, and we had an amazing meal, awesome service. It was really better than a five-star restaurant, and I've been to plenty, and I thought about, wow, what an amazing concept, and how did this all happen? So, uh, Franson, if you could share with the listeners a little bit about your background and how you came about uh, becoming a chef. I know you are from Nigeria, and I don't know how long you've been in the U.S., but all of that stuff would be wonderful for you to share with the listeners. My name is Franson. I'm from Nigeria originally, and uh, I am husband to Paula, uh, and we have two children, Hope and Nathan. Uh, I came to the United States to become a pilot, and I became a pilot, and uh, I've tried some other things also down the road. I worked for Citigroup, and I worked with my wife at that company, and we manage funds for some large hospitals. And I've done some other uh, things like I worked for Brinker International, where I became an executive trainer, but I've always had passion in food mm-hmm. and with my wife's help and encouragement we'll be able who are able to start our own thing now, uh, did some of your but, passion for food and some of the things you may have learned about cooking did they come from your childhood was there someone that I, was a role actually, model to you actually i didn't i didn't i mean i'm an african kid and most african uh, boys were not allowed in the kitchen Mm-hmm. Mommy and sisters usually do the cooking. Uh, but when I came to the United States, we eat a lot of bread in Africa. Mm-hmm. And just watching somebody make bread was kind of uh, a starting point for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen that, and, and I loved it. And mm-hmm. I wanted to make my own bread. I wanted to cook my own food. And I, I can't stop since then. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that's really interesting, though, because... Have you felt from perhaps your family or other people who are from the same area that you come from any sort of um, stigmatism or looking down upon you? Because here you are, a, a famous chef and a male that's really gone to amazing lengths to create wonderful meals. Is that something that you face or are people just more excited and have you opened the door, if you will, for other young men in your um, place in the world to maybe follow suit? Uh, a lot of people want to follow suit, but when they discover how difficult it is to be a chef or to own a restaurant, mm-hmm. people just back up from it. Like mm-hmm. I said, you have to have passion for it. I don't really care about how much we make, mm-hmm. but care so much about how much we make our, our guests feel. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult thing to run a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have tried, and a lot of people have failed. And you don't really have to go to school to be a great chef. If you have passion, then, you know, we spend time and time at home. We watch television, we read, 
video together at home. Mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. With also, they're trying to put a video together and we, you know, to have a video show. Mm-hmm. I mean, a cooking show. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're involved 24 hours. Paul and I, we are constantly working. Mm-hmm. We've been nine years since we opened this place. We have not actually traveled together to have a week off or vacation. We haven't yet. Mm-hmm. People think it's fun and people think it's quick to make money in this business. It's really not. Mm-hmm. If you don't work hard on it and if you don't have passion for it, don't start it. Mm-hmm. It's time and money. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And Paula, what is your take on all this? Because, of course, you're not the chef, but you're helping with the business, and I know that you handle a lot of the management and the financial end of it. How does it fit in for you as far as following your passion and your dreams? Well, I mean, I, I think Francis hit the key on it. Is you really have to have a passion for what you do, and he has a passion for cooking food and just creating a dish that is exciting for people to eat, and they get this, one of those ahas and think this is the best place in the world when they come here to eat. And from from my perspective of it, I, I don't like to cook. Um, I, when I cook, I cook from a crock pot, so cooking is not my thing at all. Mm-hmm. And managing the business and the paperwork is not Francis' thing, so I enjoy what I do. I went to school. I got a degree in accounting, mm-hmm. and I've been in planning for 17 years. I enjoy managing money. I enjoy making money. I enjoy trying to figure out how to make a business successful. So for me, I'm doing the things that I'm passionate about, and he's doing the things that he's passionate about. And I don't like going in the kitchen, and he doesn't like coming in the office. So 90% of the time, you know, we're, we really don't, even though we're working together all day long, we don't cross paths because we're doing two, two completely different jobs. Mm-hmm. That makes And that's a great team. Yeah, I mean, you, but you've got to have a passion for what you do because when you're working, you know, 12, 14, 15-hour days, seven days a week, and there is no break, if you don't have a passion for what you do, then it becomes a job. It doesn't become fun. And so even though we're working every day and there are no breaks, it's fun for us. Uh, and we don't have to worry about having the breaks that somebody has to have when they have a job to get away and have a break from that because when you're having fun every day, it's, you don't have to have that break. Right. That totally makes sense, and I agree with that. And I think, I don't know about your daughter, but I believe I've seen your son working at the cafe. Yeah, they both work, they both work at the restaurant and have since we've opened it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great thing, too. I mean, what a way to stay together as a family. Again, hard work and long hours, but you're able to spend time with your children and create a sense of being a role model for them in the business world, and I think that's really amazing. Our daughter, well... Years that we deprived her of her childhood. Mm-hmm. She, she had just graduated from college after three and a half years at 4.0. Uh-huh. And she wrote a couple of papers that we just read and you, you, you look at it and, and you see how much they appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the experience. And, and one of the papers she wrote, she said, you know, I thought it was a setback, but my parents helped me. I've graduated from college, and I have no debt. Mm-hmm. She, she can manage this place. She exposed to people. She can handle people. She had the experience. I mean, she wants to go into law school. Mm-hmm. And that's an incredible thing. You know, you asked a question about people looking down at us, mm-hmm. at me. 
And you know, I tell people I've accomplished my goal. I want to be a commercial pilot, and I and I became a commercial pilot. Mm-hmm. I went into managing money. I loved it, but there's nothing like cooking. Mm-hmm. You can't take it from me. And I train just like an athlete. Mm-hmm. I, I I work out every day before I come here. I have to be physically fit to do this job. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the job you come. You eat till you're fat, and you can move around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I think that's yeah. important to point out is that, you know, you pursued dreams and the things you wanted to do, you did, and you were successful at. And really, when it comes down to it, no matter what our passion is, whether it's something that people think stereotypically is something a man or a woman would do or whatever, it really goes back to everything you're saying, that it's about that passion within you to do something that you love. For Paula and I, we wanted to build a mansion as a restaurant. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I said, God will provide us all with a Play-Doh. You know what a Play-Doh is? A, a, little, a little bricks to build whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in, in my own head, I built a very beautiful restaurant. I want a restaurant that, that has a dress code and all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, God, and God said, no. I want you to be in the gas station. And let me tell you, we will not change a thing about it. Mm-hmm. We have been, there's no luck. Mm-hmm. We have less all this time. Mm-hmm. No luck. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's. I think that is an amazing thing that you just shared because that is very true. Sometimes people stay so focused on what they think something should be and how it should look that they miss the very opportunity in front of them to fulfill their dreams. And since you're, you mentioned that, can you t- talk about the story that you all had went to get a bank loan for a restaurant, but because it was you weren't able to get that, you were able to get a loan for a gas station. What happened with that? That's exactly what happened. The bank, did, they don't like to give loans for restaurants because there was such a high failure rate of restaurants. And, and the... The gas stations at the time, you had to remember back 10 years ago, there was a gas station on every corner, mm-hmm. and gas stations were very successful, and, and um, banks liked to give loans at that time for gas stations. Mm-hmm. And if you have seen what's happened since then to gas stations, there is no longer one on every corner. I mean, you can find one one per block now, but not one on every corner like there used to be. But at the time, because the, the the convenience stores were so successful in making so much money for the banks. They were very, very willing to give us a loan for a convenience store, even though we didn't have any experience there, um, but would not do one for a restaurant. So we decided to go ahead and get a loan for a convenience store, and we found one. And when we built it, we had a kitchen in the back of it, and that's that was the kitchen piece. And then the convenience store, the idea was the convenience store was going to make the money to cover the debt while we were building up the restaurant side. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of exactly what happened. And the restaurant grew, and it grew, you know, a lot faster than what we anticipated, and we kept making the, the convenience store side smaller and smaller and smaller over time and um, redeveloping our menu. And, um, it, I mean, it's just it's one day at a time. And when you're when you're a small boat, it's easy to take a turn. When you're the Titanic, it's hard to take a turn. Mm-hmm. And we're a small boat, so if we do something wrong, it's easy to patch up the hole and take the water out, and you know, take another turn and go another direction. Mm-hmm. It's easy. And I think what's important that you just pointed out is that you know you just have to take sometimes the opportunities and make them work for you. Be persistent. Be faithful. Be hopeful. And do what you can to make your dream come true. And amazing things can happen, as we've seen with your organization. 
Not only were you highlighted on diners, drive-ins, and dives, you've been in several articles um, in, on different shows. You now have a Chef Point food truck, and I'm sure there's tons of other things that I wouldn't even have the time to mention here. But that's just amazing to see how the journey has evolved. And when you speak to trying out different things and re-maneuvering, if you will, based on what's happening around you, how have you all dealt with the economy and the changes in the last couple of years? I think the economy has been great for us. It hasn't been bad for us. If there's problems in the economy, we, we are not feeling it. Our business has been up year over year, ever, every year that we have been open. And our, I can tell you that our income, our, our revenues were up and our profits were up by at least 13% over last year, over the previous year. And this January is already up over the previous January. You know, it's, it's all about being better today at who you are and what you do than you were yesterday. It's not competing against the restaurant down the street or down the block or, or wherever. It's what can we do in our restaurant to be better today than we were yesterday? How can we make the food better? How can we make it taste better? How can we deliver better service? Um, how can we be more profitable? Uh, I mean, every little thing is how can we be better today than we are tomorrow? And we're so small that we are in touch with our customers every day where we get to talk to them. And every day we're out there and France is out there asking them if they like the food, if they don't like it, what they liked, what they didn't like. Um, we go out to other restaurants and we see things that we like and we don't like. And the things that we like, we go back to our restaurant and say, okay, let's see if we're doing that. And if we're not, let's implement it. And then the things that we don't like, we say, uh-oh, Let's see if we're doing that in our restaurant because if we had that feeling, then somebody else might have that feeling in our restaurant. So let's make sure that we don't make that service mistake or, you know, what, you know, serve our food that way or cook our food that way or whatever it is. But it's, it's back to that passionate thing. We're so passionate about what we do that it's our life really 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So even when we're going out to eat on a Sunday, we're looking at our experience and how we can learn from it and take it back to our restaurant and be better. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. That's a great tip to share with others. And I know, Francine, you mentioned yourself earlier that what you want is to create a good experience for your customers. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Our number one seller, when I say seller, when it comes to dishes that, that we make, was uh, something that a customer asked me to make for her six years ago. Mm -hmm. She walked in said, my favorite restaurant has cooked, and can you make a stuffed pork chop? I said, yes, I have a pork chop, and I have a crab meat, mm -hmm. and I can make something for you. And I created a dish that some morning. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's better than she had in previous uh, restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's our number one seller. We have a stuffed pork and we have a stuffed uh, chicken. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is you have to listen to your customers. Mm -hmm. Try and you try to make them happy and you can make them happy. You know, our problem is we are looking for the lost ship. We have 99% yes, we love the food. Mm -hmm. And we have 1% that says no. Mm -hmm struggle to have this one person. We want to please them all. Mm -hmm. We want to make them all happy. And being afraid of having that one, neg one person negative has made us who we are today. Mm -hmm. 
That makes sense. And I think the key there is that you are willing to listen to your customers to adapt things. And as you mentioned earlier, you're constantly trying out new recipes and new ideas anyway because that's your passion. Oh, yeah. I think, I think food, to me, I think food is boring. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why so many restaurants out there. One day you want to go to a Mexican restaurant, one day you want to do French, one day you want to be Italian or American. I think food is boring. So we, what we have created is an environment that you can come. Okay, we we'll make you Spanish food. Mm-hmm. We we'll make Indian food. We we'll make you an Af- American food. And all this food, we, we spend time, we spend money to create them. Mm-hmm. We make them perfect. We have people taste them. Mm-hmm. We have. Uh, you've been here. You mm-hmm. see the, our chicken called better than six chicken. The chicken by customer. I mean, we were trying the chicken, and we had her try a piece, and he said, oh, my God, this is better than sex. Mm-hmm. I struggled with the name because of my faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we made fond of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we listen to our customers. And if you want to be successful in this industry, you have to be. Mm-hmm. You can't you can relax. I don't, I don't think it's this industry. Relax. I think any business that you're in, you have to be in touch with your, your customers. I mean, the top all the way down to the bottom have to be in touch with the customers to hear what they're asking and what they want so they know how to improve their product and be better and better. And believe me, in a few years, we're going to all go back to comfort food. Mm-hmm. If you can't can create wonderful comfort food, you're going to miss out in, in, in this industry. You know, we went out, we ate several times. We went to a place. We went there twice. We have a comfort menu for Sunday. Mm-hmm. We have things people haven't tried. I make oxtail. At first, I didn't think it would sell. We run out of them. We make curry good in America, and people enjoy curry good mm-hmm. and white wine. I mean, we have a group of uh, ladies today. They belong to a, a, a book, book club. We have to make African dishes like fufu for them, like okra soup for them. Mm-hmm. We make melon soup for them, fried plantain with goods too. And we had a standing ovation. So we, we, we worked very hard. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. We hard to make this place what it is. Right, yeah, and that's awesome because I think that that's part of... Don't take a break. That's part of the draw to your restaurant is the ability to try so many different things and you always have different specials. And that has been a big pull, I believe, for people to come back because it's not just the same old menu all the time. Even though they might love something in particular, they can always find something new. And going back to what you're saying about comfort food, what are your thoughts then about the people who say, well, we have to go to a place that has healthy food and there's no sauce and there's no oil. What are your thoughts on that? Because I would love to get your perspective to share that with the audience. I I don't know how to say this, but let me tell you. If you have a menu with hamburgers, and grilled chicken. I'm talking about boneless, skinless chicken breast. Mm-hmm. And you have your bun with nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And you have that hamburger loaded with mayonnaise and mustard and all the bacon and all the sauteed mushrooms. We will sell more hamburgers than chicken mm-hmm. in any given day, even if the price is the same. Mm-hmm. So people always talk about this, you know, Healthy, healthy, healthy. <laughs> Nobody practices healthy. Mm-hmm. If we go strictly healthy food, 
nobody can afford it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the honest truth. If you go to vegetable, it's expensive. If you go to all this lean meat, they're all expensive. You know, all natural. You know, you go all natural, mm -hmm. all that fed, you know, all organic. Mm -hmm. People will not come out to eat. Mm -hmm. If they come out to eat, they will always eat that bacon and all that and fries. Mm -hmm. The taste buds want something. That's why people always fall off. In, you know, the, the, the lose weight wagon. Mm -hmm. You eat all these things that is good, you lost a little weight, and then your test bud says, no, mm -hmm. you're going to get that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good point because it is important to be healthy and to eat healthy. But you yourself mentioned working out and having the body of an athlete. So I think as long as we temper what we're eating with getting exercise and doing other things to be healthy, then it can work, and I think that you're you're right. I mean, we crave certain foods, and we love the idea of new creations and things that just excite our taste buds, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think, again, what I found being at your restaurant several times now is that everything was fresh quality. I mean, it was very good cuts of meat, etc. and I think that does factor into eating a meal that may seem heavy, if you will, but it's made with good product. We, t we tell everybody our food is assembled here. Mm -hmm. They don't come prepackaged. What do you want to eat? Mm -hmm. Grilled chicken, fresh vegetable. Oh, we'll put it together for you. Mm -hmm. let, me, let me tell you, I'm an African kid. I run 10 miles a day, every day, except on Sundays. In Africa, we don't eat whole grain bread. We don't eat whole grain rice. Mm -hmm. We eat rice every day. We eat white bread with over cheese and milk every day. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and the trick is, we walk from our house out to the street to join a cab. Mm -hmm. we, we walk around more than you do here. Mm -hmm. You know, believe it or not, I, I, I went to inspect my trailer today. I refused to take the elevator. Mm -hmm. I eat. I know I'm eating. Mm -hmm. I have to somehow make my body use that food. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Eat that whole grain thing and white rice and, you know, brown rice deal. I'm from Africa. Don't kill people there. Mm -hmm. Why are you killing us here? Mm -hmm. Because we don't exercise. That's it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That makes sense. So let me ask you then, how has this worked for you as far as having the restaurant in a gas station? I mean, obviously... That can be a great marketing tool, and then on the other hand, it can be one where people would say, I'll never go there, it's in a gas station. What's your take on that? <laughs> it's, a God, it's God's blessing, and I always tell people, I'm a college graduate, I'm not just a kid that just come out and want to cook. Mm -hmm. I want to cook. Mm -hmm. Come here, this is a place you bring people for April, April Fool. Mm -hmm. And we have met so many people, like Paula Dean. Like the mayors of all these cities, mm -hmm. we have won mayor's award. We have won People's Choice Award. You know, there's people that feel they are not, you know, the gas station is, is not a place to go. Mm -hmm. But this people can have picnic in a pack mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with dogs running around the whole place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> people are standing on the street in, uh, in New York with their briefcase under their armpit and eating hot dogs and soup out of a cup. Mm -hmm. 
So is that those places better than this gas station? I, I seriously doubt it. You know, that if you think of that movie, Field of Dreams, and it was uh, build, a, build a field and they will come. Mm-hmm. Same thing is here. Build the restaurant and they will come because mm-hmm. what is something great. And then the key is just to figure out how to get people to know that uh, what you have because you can have the best product in the world and if nobody knows about it, they can't come and you can't stay in business. That's right. So, Francis has the side of making sure we have an incredible product, and I have the side of making sure that people know we have an incredible product. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that um, concept of what you're talking about because you did build a dream, so to speak, and the people are definitely coming, and I'm sure it's going to get even better as time goes on. Can you share with the listeners a little bit about the Chef Point food truck? Yeah, the food truck was one of our dreams is a kitchen on wheels, mm-hmm. a 49 cubic inch refrigerator and 49 cubic feet uh, freezer. It has a sandwich unit, it has ice machine, three compartment sink, it has 36 inch burner list. I mean, it's a kitchen, it's bigger and better than most kitchens out there and it's also clean. We can do a thousand people before we refill it. It mm. has its own it has its own gas, we carry our own gas, it carries its own water. So we can just drive into your uh, driveway and you have food just like it's coming out of shoe point. Mm-hmm. Hot, prepared to order. So it's not a hot dog machine, mm-hmm. a food machine capable of doing any food that we do here. It's a kitchen, it's a restaurant. That goes out of uh, on location. I, I hate to call it a. Yeah, that's a, exactly a, what it is. It's a restaurant on wheels. A restaurant mm-hmm. on wheels. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And so that you're using at times for different events or businesses. Is that how you're operating it? Uh, we go out now once a week, and uh, we have a spot on um, Pennsylvania Avenue near Harris Hospital. And people just line up. By the time we get there, we get. Call sometimes on Tuesdays, people that need special order. That's another thing that makes it unique. But after we establish, I think we're going to use it more for charity work instead of just, uh, we've been blessed, we're going to give back somehow, but we want to come out and make it unique, mm-hmm. make it like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very it, nice. It, it, it's going to be our machine to help people, you know. Once mm-hmm. in a while, they drive to you know, homeless shelter and just pack and help people out. You know, we, we did Meals on Wheels last year, and we did a little thing for the Cancer Society and Summer Center. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried to, to give back to the community that made us, you know. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's wonderful. I love to hear it when people are giving back to the community, and I know you've done lots of that. Can you share with the listeners your website and where to find you on Facebook and if you'd like the address of your restaurant? Yeah, the website is uh, chefpointcafe.org and the, the other one is Chef Point Cafe on Wheels. And the, our phone number is 817-656-0080 and the address location is 5901 Watauga Road in Watauga. We are on Facebook. All you have to do is search Chef Point Cafe, and we're also on Twitter. If you're on our email list, then you'll get emails from us letting you know about different events, discounts, and specials that are coming up. 
Great. And that is Watauga, Texas. Since the show airs to several um, countries around the world, I wanted to make sure we mentioned that. If anyone is in this area or is coming by the Dallas-Fort Worth area for uh, business or pleasure, we hope you will stop by Chef Point and just experience some amazing, delicious food and really great prices topped with wonderful service and just everyone there has always been very friendly. I commend you both on the friendliness of the whole place, the attitude and the vibe that's in there is just great. I love uh, all the workers that you have and just everyone's always so helpful and caring and I just really think that that does in part set you apart from others. You know it really does. There's a lot of energy that the servers create because they're happy and they enjoy working here. They they love the, the story of Chef Point, um, and they love sharing the story and how we got to where we're at with the customers because the customers are always asking, you know, how we got to where we're at. And every server goes through at least a week and a half long of training, and part of that training is understanding the history of Chef Point. Mm-hmm. So every guest that comes in gets to feel that history and get to feel like they have touched Guy Fieri from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, even though they weren't here when they aired the show. They get to feel like they touched Paula Dean because um, they get to hear and feel the story the way the servers tell it, like they were there when it all happened. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Franson and Paula, thank you so much for your time today and for sh- sharing your amazing story of a dream come true and of all the hard work you've done to fulfill your dream to make it a family thing and to really help the community. Thank you. Thank you.